1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon down to 45 tonight. Looking for sunshine tomorrow though. A few clouds and a high of 70. Tough one for the Phillies last night. Lost 5-4 to Atlanta. They were off to a really strong start, looking invincible, really. Zach Wheeler was on the mound, striking out pretty much everybody was facing. JT Real Muto had a two-run homer. Phillies were up 4-0. And then uh, as the game progressed, I'm thinking to myself, there is a reason they play nine innings, even though it looked like the Braves are you know, just a few outs away from folding up and being done for the series. But they managed to rally and ended the game on an amazing double play. Credit to them. Phillies lost 5-4. So... Rather than coming home tomorrow up to nothing, they split the first couple games in the National League Division Series. Still, a split in Atlanta is not a bad thing, considering Atlanta is one of the best, if not the best, team in baseball. And now the Phillies have met at home for a couple of games tomorrow at five o seven. It's an early start. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies, and then Game Four on Thursday is at six o seven. Rob Thompson, Phillies manager, uh, talked after the game about how to bounce back from. Thinking you're going to win, and then it didn't quite happen.
3: I think it's just being realistic that, you know, we came in here, we split the series, or split the two games here, and now we have home field advantage. We go back to our place. It's going to be raucous and wild, and and, uh, and we just got to keep playing baseball. This is, a, as I've said all year, a resilient club, tough club. They're going to bounce back.
2: Phillies manager Rob Thompson, sound courtesy of NBC Sports Philadelphia. And uh, J.T. Romuto, I mentioned, hit a two-run homer. He also spoke after the game. It's
1: going to sting tonight, obviously, especially being up 4-0. Going back 2 an would have been great, but we have a lot of confidence in this room. And um, we'll take the one-on-one split, get back to Philly and, and regroup tomorrow, have the off day, and then, uh, get get back after. get
2: J.T. Romuto of the Phil's sound courtesy there of MLB.com. Monday Night Football last night, Raiders over the Packers. 1713. So we're excited today Victoria because the other day I was at the ballpark and I ran into Dan Baker who is their longtime announcer. Uh, and I, I said, Dan, would you be willing to come on the show sometime? So he said, absolutely and we figured out what's the best time uh, to, to work for his day and so he's going to be on our program. Uh, the Phillies are home tomorrow. he'll be at the ballpark tomorrow and, and Thursday. Getting ready, but today is a good day for him. Yeah. So Dan has been the voice of the Philadelphia. If you've ever gone to a Phillies game, betting for the Phillies, number whatever, Mike Schmidt, whatever it is, fifty-one years now. He's the third yeah. longest tenured public address announcer ever. Yeah, uh, there was one for the Yankees, a guy named Bob Shepard who did fifty-six or fifty-seven years, and a guy named Pat Piper who was the Cubs public address announcer. Back in the first half of the century. And there's this saying that goes between Pat Piper of the Cubs, who was from like 1915 to 1974, and Dan Baker, who started at Veteran Stadium in 1972. Yeah. Between the two now. of those men, there's always, there's always been one of them broadcasting for the last hundred years as far as a public address announcer. Yeah. So Dan's going to join our program. Very excited about that. We do this program for a lot of different reasons and one of them certainly the Philadelphia angle and Dan embodies that because not only has he done Philly's announcing, if you've been to a ball game you know his voice, but he was the, the PA announcer for the Eagles for a lot of years up until 2014. Yeah. He's done Drexel basketball, he's done a bunch of other things too. So And I met him. Didn't you guys go to the same school? And we went to a high school in southern New Jersey yes. called Audubon High School. And he came to my career day. I think I was either maybe a sophomore, junior. Actually, I don't remember what grade. And we he came to our class oh, cool. and talked about it. And at first, we're like, oh, who's this guy? And then he did his voice. And uh, it was cool. That we, oh, okay, now we know who this guy is. And it was really cool to meet him. And he
0: had the ring, he had a ring on. I think it was from the '80s. Yeah, 1988. Oh, eight. I think I, I forget. But it was
2: it was very cool to meet him. That's neat. Do yeah. you remember anything he said Ottoman that day specifically? Um, was it insp- did it inspire you to want to do? I think it was yeah, inspirational. This is so many years ago now. I know, right? yeah, saying that that I actually don't remember all of it, but I know that he he talked about people that were interested, in maybe working in sports. He answered a lot of those questions, and it, it was just cool. Yeah, to hear about his career and his journey to becoming an announcer. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. He's a piece, he's a, you know, really a Philly treasure when you think about it, because not only did he, you mentioned Audubon High School, but he's born in Philly, he got his master's in Temple, he's mm-hmm. like, he is Philadelphia in yeah, many respects, def- and his, all the broadcasting work he's done has been tied to the area. Right. So we're looking forward to that very much. Coming up next, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com.
2: WFIL, Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. We are very glad to bring on board right now super special guest, the one and only longtime public address announcer for the Philadelphia Phillies, many years spent with the Eagles as well, Drexel, and others, Dan Baker. Hey, Dan, how you doing today? Great, Tim. How are you doing? Wonderful. You have been a, a Philadelphia fixture for many years, and it's uh, great to hear your voice. I, I know we've known each other, but I've never had you on the show before, so this is a wonderful thing.
3: Well, great. I'm, I'm happy to do it, Tim, and uh, of course, we've known each other for a long time, and what a thrill to work in Philadelphia sports as we do. Yes,
2: that's true. And it's what's interesting. Folks may not know about you. Maybe they do, but you're born here. You went to school here, like all levels of school, right? You, you kind of your whole path has yeah.
3: been tri-state area. Yes, I was born in Philadelphia, in 1946. Lived in uh, Philadelphia first seven and a half years of my life. Started school in the school district of Philadelphia. B.B. Comedy School at uh, 51st and Greenway. Then uh, my parents and my brother and sisters had moved to uh, Mount E. from New Jersey in 1954. and went to Mount E. from public schools, Audubon High School over here in Cannon County. And I went to Glassboro State College, uh, now Rowan University, Temple University Graduate School. So... You know, I lived back and forth between Philadelphia and South Jersey, uh, really, uh, my whole life. And we're back in South Jersey again in uh, West Deptford. And um, we love the area. It's just a great location, you know, with Philadelphia right here and the Jersey Shore and really uh, through the New Jersey Turnpike, easy access to New York City or uh, Baltimore or Washington.
2: Yeah, you know, when I think about the fact that you you know folks will know you from many different uh, you know, just rattling it off, of course, the Phillies public address announcer since the beginning you know, of 1972 all the way till now. Yes. Well, with the Eagles yes. for many years, with Drexel, with the Army Navy games, a lot of big five, many different touch points, but it, yes. you know your life your life being here, I would think even even indirectly if not directly Really serves all of those those local broadcasting, all of the, all the announcing you've done and broadcasting because you just you know the area you've traveled it you've it's been where you've 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 been.
3: Yes, I think the familiarity really helps, and uh, of course, uh, from a historical perspective, you know, I grew up uh, loving the Phillies and the Eagles, and then it was the Philadelphia Warriors, you know, back in the fifties, and uh, later the seventy sixers, of course, and yeah. We didn't have an NHL team there either. Uh, I think the Flyers' first year was around 67 or something like that. Right. And uh, 68. Well, I grew up loving the Big Five, the South Penn, St. Joe, Temple, and Villanova, and then uh, later Drexel. And I'm so glad that Drexel is now a part of a reconfigured Big Five. But working for all those schools, it was just terrific. And you mentioned Army Navy football. I loved doing that. Those of us who are able to work in sports and who grew up uh, enjoying it so much—I wasn't a bad athlete. I couldn't. I wasn't good enough to play at the professional level, but you know, I played a little bit myself, and yeah. that helps too. I think when you, you know you played it, uh, you have a little. Yeah, better idea of what's going on, you right? Know, and,
2: right. Yeah. Exactly. Folks tuning in, we chat with Dan Baker, who, among many things, and we'll, we could focus on the Phillies, obviously with the playoffs, uh, but announcing yes. with the fifty-plus years. Uh, you, know, just professionally, Dan. Sometimes a person has to, you know, quote-unquote, pay pay his dues um, in other markets before working in a major market like Philadelphia, but just uh, how did your path get going in Philly, and and did you ever leave at all, even for a little while, or before you got started full-blown in Philadelphia?
3: Never left. Now, uh, way, way back, when I first started with the Phillies, uh, you know, I interviewed uh, with uh, Bill Giles in the fall of 1971, following uh, the Phillies' first year of baseball, At Veterans Stadium, Broad and Patterson. Right. So fortunately, uh, the interview went well. Uh, Bill was uh, kind enough to hire me and and give me a chance, and that really opened the door, Tim, to so many other things. Once I gained the experience and little name recognition and visibility uh, through the Phillies job, you know, eventually Eagles and, you know, the Big Five and, you know, a lot of the other jobs, I uh, broadcast Drexel basketball over uh, WFIL right. uh, for a while in between like 1997 and 2012. Yes. Uh, when I was working full-time in the athletics department, and, and I was a full-time administrator, as you know, executive secretary of the Big Five for 15 years, 81 through 96, a very volatile time, and I'm proud to help carry on that wonderful tradition. I think that makes Philadelphia unique. It's a wonderful basketball rivalry in the same city. Yeah. But yeah, we have so much to be grateful for here.
2: It's really true. It's really true. And I remember you coming, because I have worked at WFIL and our sister station 990 uh, several times. And at yes. w- one point I was here 97 to, or 95, uh, 95 Four to 2005, 2004, so you would come into the station, you'd be cutting promos, you'd be getting ready for different things. Uh, I remember very much (laughs) that being part of it. So, well, Dan, when it comes to your work with the Phillies then, uh, specifically, you've had a chance to cover the World Series a half a dozen times. All Star mm-hmm. Games and uh, and you know you get to see waves where the players come and go. Uh, what what is it? What is a typical day for you? Because there's the obvious where you're doing the announcing, but then there's a lot because you have pregame duty sometimes. There's a lot of things going on. So are your days different? Just depends on the day. And you have to be ready whatever's coming at you, or do you have a, a some kind of rhythm to what's going on?
3: Well, of course, there's usually a lot of extra fanfare for postseason games. You know, wild yeah. card series last week. National League Division Series this week, hopefully the National League Championship Series next week, right? And the World Series following. And uh, with all the media attention and network TV involvement, uh, sometimes you know they'll ask us to get in. Like, but, but, like for instance, uh, last week I reported an hour earlier than I normally do. Normally I get there two hours before the game starts. Okay, but uh, they wanted me there three hours before the game started last week, and they might want me even earlier than that, uh, the further into the playoffs we get. Uh, Like last year when we had night World Series games uh, at 8 o'clock, I was asked uh, to report at 12 for rehearsals, run-throughs with TV so they get their timing down and uh, their shots, and um, they wanted a lot of us support personnel there. To go through our normal tasks to give them an idea on timing and everything like that. So uh, that's probably what's going to happen as we go forward. You know, sometimes I'll, you know, they'll ask me for interviews, and, you know, my homework is, uh, you know, making sure that I know how to pronounce everybody's name correctly on, on both teams and not just the teams themselves, but You know, for the first game in the postseason, first home game, you introduce uh, both teams, uh, you know, all the personnel. You know, the trainers, uh, the support staff down in the dugout and the clubhouse and on the field. And uh, so uh, if if there's anybody down there with whom I'm unfamiliar or an unrecognizable name, I make sure uh, to go over with, Maybe somebody from the PR office or if they have a pronunciation guide that accompanies you know, the postseason roster, sure. you know, I want to go over that and make sure I can say all of the names.
2: Yeah, and that's got to be a lot harder than it looks because you know, people will hear your voice every minute or two or three, but you've got to be paying attention to, like to everything because part of it, the pronunciation is, I guess, front and center. But then there's even the flow of the game and your role in the excitement level, because you can't sound too excited if the team's behind five to nothing, but you can't sound discouraged, of course. And the, right, speak about that that aspect of what you bring, tone-wise, I guess, if you want to call it that, or emotionally.
3: Well, uh, Tim, uh, as you know, from being in the press box so many times at, at Veterans Stadium and the Citizens Bank Park, and one of the things that Bill Giles said when he hired me is, you know, you're Job is to speak clearly and concisely. You're not the show. <laughs> you know, you're there to provide information. Uh, you know, make sure people can hear you, can understand you, and I do that. And uh, of course, if, if the home team is rallying or, or, or really as excited and supportive as the fans are for postseason play, you know, they cheer the introduction of the names before the game even starts. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to try to bring it up a notch or two uh, to the extent that it plays into the uh, excitement and uh, the crowd enjoys it. But I, I try to remember never to scream or shout or, or distort my voice in a way that makes it difficult for the fans to understand what you're saying, because then you're doing a disservice. So I, I, I try as excited as I may get for a special moment, uh, I try to make sure that you know I'm always understood and that on you know, providing the service for which i'm hired that's
2: perfect that's great folks just tuning in with, chat with dan baker longtime voice of the phillies he's done many years work of broadcasting with the eagles the army navy game big five and and many other you'll you'll have heard dan's voice and many other uh, drexel's work as well um and talking baseball right now how do you take care of your voice because it's obviously so important to
3: to what you do well i've been very lucky uh they say all things in moderation. Uh, as a kid growing up, uh, being a big fan of Philadelphia sports, I mean, I would scream till I was hoarse. Uh, <laughs> you know, sure. uh, as a fan, I try not to do that as an announcer. Again, you know, the first thing is you got to make sure that you're understood. So I, so I try not to hurt my voice in that respect. I try to drink, you know, uh, water or, you know, a Diet Coke or you know, keep my vocal cords uh, lubricated, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, during the game. And um, sometimes uh, I'll suck on a vitamin C tablet, uh, again, just to keep, uh, you know, the throat lubricated, so to speak. Uh, but I don't, you know, other than normal cleanliness that we all practice. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking and, of uh,
2: Frank. You know Frank in the uh, press box behind the ice yes. cream. So yes. do you have to avoid I ice cream before through. a game?
3: Uh, I well, Yeah, I've had, I've had ice cream, and, and that that certainly soothes the throat. Okay. I don't um, know if that messed
2: you up, because sometimes they tell you, you dare, like I did acting in high school, they said, don't have dairy before a performance. Don't drink milk or, because it can kind of coat your throat and give you a, <laughs> a little bit. But you haven't had a problem with that.
3: I have not. That's uh, good. But I, I mean, I... There were many nights where I would try to only have one scoop because I didn't want to get to be as big as a house, yeah. uh, which you can easily do. The, the ice cream that the Phillies serve and the media dining room is is terrific. Yeah, uh, and uh, they're so hospitable. And I, I try to exercise. I try to get you know good night's sleep. Eat a balanced diet. You know all. All the things that you would normally do yeah. to maintain, you know, good health and weight. and I, I try not to overdo anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I've went through some health challenges the last couple of years, but I think most of that's behind me now. And I, I feel so privileged to be able to still announce Phillies baseball.
2: Dan Baker, our guest today on The Tim DeMoss Show, in his 51st season as a public address announcer for the Philadelphia Phillies. He has done a lot of work around town, including with the Eagles, Drexel, and many more. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. Listen to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560.
1: It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening.
2: WFIL, Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, our special guest in the program, longtime Philadelphia Phillies public address announcer, Dan Baker, now in his 51st year with the team. Before the break, talking about some of the health challenges that you have had recently recently received the most courageous award by the philadelphia sports writers association the oldest association in the entire country talk about what that award meant to you to receive that
3: well i was very honored um how courageous i am i I think i mean i've held in here but you know tim you really don't have much of a choice if you want to go on living and be with your loved ones and friends. And Oh my goodness, I have such a great family and group of friends and colleagues with whom I work. And, you know, I, I, I I've undergone probably about 30 surgeries over the last three years, hmm. but many of them were of a, uh, probably six of them were major. And then, uh, two dozen of them were, of the outpatient variety. You know, you go in that day and you get out that night. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with all the stuff that was going on with the squamous cell carcinoma that I had in my right maxillary sinus, uh, there was a lot going on there and I had radiation afterwards. And But, you know, I, I just followed the doctor's orders and, you know, I, I had wonderful... Uh, doctors uh, for, at Jefferson Hospital and nurses and uh, medical staff and and my own family and my wife particularly but you know my daughter they you know are very attentive and you know that certainly uh, helped me get through and uh, and I had so much to look forward to you know yeah. I, and I I'm just energized when I get to the ballpark you know announcing Phillies games previously announcing Eagles games doing Big Five basketball, play-by-play, Drexel basketball, play-by-play, Army, Navy, all of those things. I mean, I enjoy that so much. Uh, you know, because you know, I, I think mentally and psychologically, that can play a part, him in, in the physical component. Yeah, And uh, I think if you're of a positive attitude and uh, or, you know have a good outlook on life, uh, I think that helps a equip you to, to deal with the medical challenges
2: well in the Phillies family too I've had a lot of friends oh uh, we, you know what they mean John Brazier's been on many years over the last quarter century video Dan was on with us last fall and we've had others mm-hmm. over the years some of the players and one of the things that comes through is how many employees at the Phillies have been there 25 30 40 years uh, when you yes. had this you know the surgery and stuff it, it could have been a time where the Phillies and you got together and say maybe it's time you know, it's, 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 a, it's tough to recover from get get healthy Let's go different direction, but they they welcomed you back and, and not that they were doing you a favor, but they you know it could have been a time where it was like, let's maybe just wrap it up and instead you're still going strong and able to be energized as you said by being part of it
3: well, you're right, Ken uh, the support from the Phillies uh was overwhelming. you know they called me a few times, Dave Buck and Mark DiNardo, and, and how are you' doing and you know we're looking for this job is yours when you're ready to return and, you know we miss you and can't wait till you can come back And of course I couldn't wait till I could come back either <laughs> right and uh, sometimes you know in the midst of a major pre- you know the original s- surgery where they removed the tumor I mean that was like a 24-hour job wow. and I was in the hospital for six weeks and the uh, tumor had also invaded my cheekbone so they removed my right cheekbone and uh, they replaced it with bone from my leg, so they transplanted that, and uh, they, you know, put it together. A wonderful doctor, uh, doctors Cognetti and Doctor Crying from the uh, Otolaryngology Department at uh, Jefferson, uh, just just did a great job.
2: That's fantastic, Dan Baker, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. Known for his work in this market for many many years with the Eagles, with Drexel, with the Army Navy game, and more, and certainly with the Philadelphia Phillies in his 51st season. You know, Dan, there's Pat Piper mm-hmm. of the Cubs, right, who did 59 years, and Bob Shepard of the yep. Yankees for 56 years, and I think you're an, an, overall the third I'm longest third. ever, right?
3: Yeah, Is, and it, we're the we're we're the only three, as far as I know, Tim. With fifty years or more of service as a major league baseball public address.
2: Wow! Wow! Would you? Would you? uh, I mean, you know, competitively speaking, like to like to see besides professionally enjoying what you do, but would you like to, in the back of your mind, like a player reaching three thousand hits or whatever? It might five hundred home runs.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now uh, I'm fifty-one years, and uh, uh, Bob Shepard, fifty-seven. Bob of course, was the great voice of Yankee Stadium and the New York Yankees from 1951 through 2007. And he retired at the end of that year, Tim, at the age of 97. Wow. So I'm just a kid at yeah. 77. I'm 20 years younger. <laughs> That's right. And uh, and uh, Pat now Pipe, Pat Piper is the all-time leader. Uh, he, he did 59 years uh, as the voice of the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field wow. from ni- in Chicago from 19... 19- through 1974. So I would need uh, nine more years uh, to give me 60 uh, to surpass Pat Piper. If my health holds out, and if the Phillies will have me and I can still perform at a high level, Yeah, uh, you know, I would be honored uh, to continue. And uh, along the way, uh, uh, you know, I looking forward to doing my third major league baseball all-star game and
1: 2026.
3: Yes, right. And uh, I, the Phillies have uh, have been in existence for 141 years, starting in 1883, and um, they have been in eight World Series. Of course, the World Series didn't start till 1901. The National League was founded in '76, but the American League didn't start until 1901. Right, but in the early part of the Phillies history, they they didn't have nearly the success that we've enjoyed, you know, during uh, my 50 years there. Right. They only won the pennant in 1915 and 1950. And in 1915, they lost to the Red Sox. And in the, in 1950, they lost to the Yankees. And then uh, finally in 1980, uh, behind, Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton and Greg Luzinski and Larry Boa uh Bob Boone uh, my good Mike Schmidt man I mean what a team but they uh uh they uh Tug McGraw of course on the mound uh saved that final game striking out Willie Wilson that of course happening in 1980 so you know the Phillies uh started in 1883 so you can see it was almost a century uh, before you know the phillies could claim the world series championship
2: dan baker public address announcer for the philadelphia phillies in his 51st season also worked for the eagles drexel and many others we'll keep our conversation rolling in just a moment you're listening to the tim DeMoss show on wfil philadelphia's christian radio am 560
1: Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
2: WFIL, Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560. Dan Baker is a Philadelphia treasure. We're very glad to have you on the show today and a longtime announcer with the Phillies, uh, you know, 50 years plus now, 51 two last quick questions for you piggybacking off the Pat Piper of the Cubs, who was in the first half of the, of the last century, 1916 to 74, 59 years. I read that he you know, he had to use a bullhorn and walk up and down the sidelines to do his announcing, which you did not have to do <laughs> because you have a, the actual PA system. Uh, so yes. things have obviously changed uh, since then. But how in the 50 years, though, has has a lot changed for you, or has there been a, a lot that's actually stayed the same, including what Bill Giles said to you about don't be the show, but
3: support it and be right. clear? Uh, both. One of the things that I think makes baseball so great is its history, its tradition. And uh, so many things are still the same, you know, the the distance from the pitcher's mound to home plate and between the bases and the home run distance, that's it, actually a little bit shorter in some cases now, but yeah. uh, it's approximately what it was for a lot of these years. Uh, and it makes it easy easier to compare different eras. Back in the times of Babe Ruth, you Ty Cobb, and now into Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and the great players of today. And, and along the way, Willie Mays and Roberto Clemente, Hank Aaron, my goodness, Eddie Matthews. Now, as a PA announcer, uh, and I don't know if you would know this, but When Bill Giles hired me to start the uh, baseball season of 1972, April of 1972, besides announcing, I also ran the game in progress board scoreboard. That's to say, balls, strikes, outs, runs, hits, errors, and the line score, you know, by innings. And uh, I prided myself on the speed with which. Uh, an accuracy with which I got up the balls and the strikes. That's a lot to keep Uh, track of. Wow. Well, it sounds like a lot, Tim, but I grew up, I mean, I loved baseball so much and played in the Mounty from Little League, Camden County, Pony League, Garden State League, and uh, sometimes when I was done playing at the Little League level, you know, I would go run the scoreboard, do the scoreboard. So I was used to you know, doing scoreboards and stuff. And uh, when Bill Giles hired me, you know, part of the interview was listening to me and hearing the way I spoke and uh, did I pronounce every syllable in a word and was I uh, easy to understand. But he also said at Veterans Stadium, the PA announcer operates the scoreboard. And uh, you know how well do you know you know the game? I you know, and I was telling him, well, Mr. Giles, I've played it my whole life, and uh, uh, but I also, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I would uh, operate the scoreboard. W- wasn't anything like a veteran stadium scoreboard, but it was a scoreboard. You know, still, you know, how long did you do, do that for? Uh, uh, the first season, uh, to
2: a couple seasons, or?
3: I did it the entire time I was at the vet. Uh, I, and, you know, that the vet opened in 71. I started in 72. The vet closed, in uh, the last game of the vet was 2003. And uh, so from 72 through 2003, I ran the scoreboard. And when Bill hired me, and, and he asked me if I could do that, I said, Mr. Giles, if you hire me, I will be the quickest and most accurate in baseball. And you know what, Tim? I was all those years. and I, Again, I love the game so much. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You just have to pay attention yeah, and see what's going on and react to it. I had no idea
2: uh, about that. I really did not know that. Have you ever written a, uh, or thought about writing a book?
3: I thought about it, but I, I wouldn't write it myself. I guess if if there's a sports writer, uh, you know, who has an interest, you know, I I, uh, I would be flattered, you know, if, if he wanted to do it, if he thought that uh, my story was worth uh, putting into a book form. But um, I don't know that I will do that. Uh, I, I, I think that the media has been very kind to me and had many radio and television interviews, newspaper, magazine. So uh, I, I've gotten a lot of recognition, and I'm, I'm grateful, uh, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, But I, I, no, I wouldn't write a book about myself. But I with someone contention. with, yeah,
2: that could be, yeah, I mean, that often happens, yeah. right? Uh, Mike, You mentioned oh, Mike yes. Schmidt, Rob Motte from the AP is on the show a lot. He wrote a book with Mike yeah. Schmidt some years ago, so, you know, they do it together. Wow.
3: Yes, yes.
2: Dan, thank you so much for taking time. Looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark this week.
3: Great, Tim. I'm hoping for a couple of Phillies victories. That would be nice. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday night and
2: Thursday. That would be great. God bless you, Dan. Thanks so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Tim. See you at the ballpark. Sounds great. Dan Baker, public address announcer for the Philadelphia Phillies in his 51st season with the team and has served in the Philadelphia area in many other capacities as well, including public address announcer with the Eagles for a while and with Drexel and many other endeavors, too. That'll do it for the program. Thank you for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com